Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, you have tuned into episode 11 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utini Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living bantha poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxy in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 40 Star Wars books and I own 14 of them. And I'm Trev, keeper of the timeline pages over at utini.com. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media and own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. <laughs> On today's episode, we are stepping back and going real broad, Trev. Today's topic is droids. Just droids. And you can come <laughs> up with a, with, a better, with a better title for the show, but the topic is just droids. So, you know, this can go in many, many directions, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it a delightful deep dive into the diversity of droids. That's, yeah, just lots of, lots of Ds <laughs> in there. I'm... Hoping and assuming that that was on purpose. Yeah, it's one of a... What do you call that thing? There's a word for it. There's a word for a sentence that uses a lot of words with the same letter. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an English major. I just draw for a living as an architect. So <laughs> I, 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 I think there is. Back when I was in school studying literature and things like that. But it's been quite a while. So um, anyways, yeah. I mean, we're, we're just talking droids. So, you know... We did some research, just very, very preliminary, basic research. So I, I don't know. This this will this can go in many directions. Um, but Trev, why is it that we have no idea how this is gonna go? Like, what, can you explain to our listeners, our first time listeners, why is it that we are a little bit clueless about what we're actually gonna be talking about when we just say today we're talking about droids? <laughs> so as usual, we are a largely unscripted show. And when I say unscripted, what I mean is we will pick a topic. I will decide whether I need to do any research at all. <laughs> Jose will do whatever research he feels he needs to do to keep up if it's not something he's already familiar with. Let me tell you now, for this week's episode, I have done zero research. With a topic as broad as <laughs> droids, I'm pretty sure I can find some stuff to talk about. And we're going to cover Legends canon. I'm sure we'll talk about movies, TV shows, books, comics whatever so we're just gonna see where the next hour takes us so anyway jose episode 11 man can you can yeah. you believe it yeah we have more episodes than actual movies <laughs> no no <laughs> that's not true there are 12 well there are 12 star wars movies there's three trilogies there's three trilogies there's the clone wars movie yes. there's solo and there's rogue yes. one ah uh... and 
to Ewok movies. Let's not forget the Ewok movies. No, oh, but I'm talking about canon movies. So it's, I guess it's 12. There's still 12 canon movies. Damn. Okay, okay, okay. Um, well, we're not there yet. But 11 is still a pretty good number. We're we're now... We're past 10. So we're, you know, like... It's 11. It's a, it's a good number. And, and we still haven't <laughs> run out of things to talk about. Not that I, I think we ever could. No, I mean, I think we're, we're doing good. I mean, we do have a list of future topics and that is a, that's a long list. So, um, but no, I mean, congrats on, on episode 11, I guess. I think that's, that's uh, due. Um, let's talk about some droids. All right, man. So, you know, let's, um, before we get real deep into, into droids, I thought that we could just start with something a little, a, a bit lighter. And what's, do you have a favorite droid out of like, you know, movies or books or whatever like is there one that you that particularly you know stands out to you now now that's a weird one because it's almost like it's like asking someone if they've got a favorite car um (laughs) but (laughs) yeah but everyone has opinions so like is there one that just resonates with you with your personality like something about it well when we when we mentioned this in our discord channel about we were going to cover droids and ask people if they had any questions uh jacob asked you know, can you talk about one random droid that's got 10 seconds of screen time? And the very first thing that popped into my head is the ASP-7 labor droid. Now, the uh-huh. the reason this popped in my head, he's in the Star Wars Special Edition. So the extra scenes that were added to A New Hope when they're coming into uh-huh. Mos Eisley and he's the, he's the droid picking up a big steel girder as they go past on the land speeder. Mm-hmm. And he also had yeah. an action figure that was out that uh so that year which would have been 97 so we had an action figure as part of the power of the force range and that was possibly one of my favorite star wars action figures of all time that i've ever owned and i can't tell you why i just think it looks cool <laughs> <laughs> do you still have it no i am um, i've done up and upsized and downsized my collection a few times over the years and at some point i made the decision that listen books and comics are my thing I'm going to sell everything else because I'm just running out of space. So I sold pretty much everything that wasn't a book or a comic and bought more books and comics. Yeah, you say that as I look at a big Darth Maul head Ah, somewhere up up on a shelf behind you. (laughs) Now, the Darth Maul head that Jose is referring to is actually a carry case for the Episode 1 Adventures books. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, so it's not just a head. It's a book thing. It's still... It's a book thing. Okay, 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 fair enough, fair enough. You you proved yourself there. Um, come, um, come on, man, what about yours, man? What's your favorite car? I'm sorry, I mean droid. <laughs> uh, other mechanical thing. Um, my favorite one, um, mine is K2SO from Rogue One. Um... And I do have a few other ones that I, I really like, um, which are Mr. Bones, Triple Zero, ITO, and DO. But out of all the droids, I think that K2SO is definitely my my favorite one. And um, yeah. So I think the first thing that I feel is worth discussing here is let's cut straight to the difference between droids in Legends and Canon. Mm-hmm. The Canon droids, there's a lot more personality in there. Obviously, we've got mm-hmm. 3PO and R2 from the original trilogy. But throughout yep. all of Legends, droids were never never written with that much character as what we've got. Really? You know, these, these guys are very distinct, memorable 
characters. Yes, we've, yeah. we've got some in Legends, um, but nowhere near as many of this. Nearly every Star Wars canon project has got a memorable droid as part of its core crew. Yeah. Yeah. So if you take a, you know, Mr. Bones, for example, that's that's a great, great character. And he's awesome. So he's from the Aftermath trilogy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And have you read the Poe Dameron comics? I have. Okay. So in those comics, Mr. Bones returns because Snaps kept his personality on a little chip and yeah. uses, uses him to take over some other droid to get Poe out of a tight spot. And um, yeah, the inherent sort of evilness of that droid he's like a he's like a cake a caged tiger isn't he he i mean he's not evil he just likes violence <laughs> in, in fact there's there's a pattern in your selection let's go through your selection right so k2so okay. x yes. imperial droid reprogrammed mm-hmm. um now a quick aside he actually turns up in a kid's book called the mighty chewbacca and the forest of fear Jeez. <laughs> okay just just keeping on brand here. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. anyone who's really a fan of K2SO might want to check that one out. So that's set, obviously, before Rogue One, because everyone dies in Rogue One. Yes. Um, so that's set a couple of years before. I think he's still Imperial in that book. So that's before okay. uh, Cassian before has Cassian. found him and reprogrammed him. So okay. K2, K2SO, Jose's Choices, Imperial Droid. Mr. Bones, Evil Murder Droid. Triple Zero, Evil Murder Droid. ITO, Imperial Interrogation Droid. There's a definite uh-huh. pattern to your selection. And <laughs> DO, Damaged Vulnerable Droid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but hold on. Mr. Bones works with the with the Resistance. So yes. he's not evil evil. He, again, <laughs> he just likes violence. And ITO also works with the Resistance. He is a therapy droid. So he's not pure evil either. He just, you know, he's he's interesting in in his <laughs> in his approach to therapy. Um, and K two S. I mean, this uh, most of these except for triple zero. I would say this, you know they were all turned into the you know to help out the rebels or the or the resistance. So they're not you know they used to be bad and they are now interesting because they were messed up with and tampered with so i think that's i mean it, but yeah it is really about the personality like they they just like they're kind of glitchy i guess in a way because you know they're not pure good um but i and i think that is what makes them really interesting characters and that's that's got to be one of our first points is about where the personality of a droid comes from you know is it mm-hmm. is it programmed is it learned of a of a unique to begin with um, because we do have such a diverse range of droids within canon. One of my favorite canon droids has got to be Chopper from Rebel mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chopper's great. It's uh, I mean, it's yeah, it is. It has he has a very distinct personality too. I mean, that's. Uh... Have you ever seen the uh, the subtitled videos of Chopper? N- no, no. Essentially, he's got a real potty mouth. <laughs> I'm sure and they will. They will put these phrases on, and you can't unhear it because it links uh, it so perfectly <laughs> to the beeps. And I'm sure oh, that's an right. actual. I'm sure that's an actual fact. Is that yeah? You know, he's got lines in the scripts that you know not suitable for a family friendly show. I'm sure. And when, when you're listening for it, you can hear it. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, well, first of all, I never enjoyed how Ezra would just jump on Chopper and start hitting him with like a wrench and just, I'd be like, I, that's, that is border. I mean, he's being abusive to this droid. And I mean, I, I think we can get into a whole, you know, go down this whole conversation of robot or droid rights. So you've I never, think that is a thing. So you've never hit a computer monitor when it's not working properly? Yeah, but the computer monitor is not <laughs> sentient. The computer monitor is not responding back to me and telling me things. The computer monitor does not have a personality. So I think it's very different. I mean, these are not toasters. These are actual <laughs> beings with personality. I mean, I even feel bad when they kill all the like battle droids in uh in like the prequels and in Clone Wars because they're all just sort of there as like Roger Roger and then they just get their <laughs> heads blown off. And I'm like, you know, like it's kinda mean. Like like they they're there, you know? Like they're not just I mean, they're following orders, but I think that they all are aware of what's going on. So I don't think it's right that they are all just being killed all the time. You've you've just reminded me of another one of my favorite droids actually who I, I think possibly would jump to the top of my list and that is mm-hmm. roger from the freemaker adventures oh so i haven't seen that series it's, it's the lego show oh it's amazing it's uh, the first yeah. season is some really really good star wars with yeah. some proper deep cut tie-ins and um the roger again he's a re- repurposed battle droid same as mr bones but he's just really chatty and goofy and yeah he's he's brilliant he's uh there's another lego series called i'm sure we talked about this on the the lego show we did uh lego all-stars and that's kind mm-hmm. of framed around him narrating his autobiography and all the <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually been he's leapt from the legoverse into actual canon because he's the narrator of the droidography reference book okay <laughs> Wow. Um, but yeah, he's really cool. You should definitely check out the Freemaker yeah. Adventures. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those shows that I was definitely like, I've been meaning to watch, but there's just so much stuff. And then this year, you know, there's all these new books coming out too. So it's like nonstop just watching all this stuff or reading all this stuff. So um, speaking of which, actually talking about damaged droids in the High Republic, there is that one. Um, I think it is in, um, is it in, is it in Justina Ireland's book? The one, the droid that that um yeah, that they messed she messed up with her programming. Oh yes, and he's he's slowly like glitching out and breaking out of his own sort of program. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's interesting too, right? Because all the droids that we have seen, they kind of already have that programming or that personality. So K two yeah. so already is sarcastic and kind of like you know cynical and he does his own thing but in this book we start to see the process of becoming that of becoming more independent yeah which, because uh, i think I mean, cassian even says that k2so's personality is uh it's a byproduct of however he you know reformatted him or whatever the correct terminology would be right so so then it, it just you know it brings a question then right like so these personalities are they a result of like messing so much with the with the programming like because when the when these droids come out of the factory maybe they're just sort of you know it's the same 
personality as every other one of their class. So the battle droids and the prequels, they all sound the same. They all talk the same. And it's not until you mess with them, like with, uh, with Mr. Bones or the one from the Freemaker Adventures, that it develops its own personality, right? So maybe it is once you kind of like alter them that then that's when they become their own person, right? Or their own droid. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, and it's also how how long or how established that becomes. So let's take 3PO and R2 again, you know, one of the reasons yes. by the end of or if you take Legends, you know, R2 is a very independent droid by the latest Legends in canon, obviously he's made the decision to unplug himself whereas 3PO's had a memory wipe so yes he's not his personality is there but he doesn't really have um a wealth of experience to develop his personality if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. whereas r2 definitely has which is why he's quirky and uh independent yeah but actually so yeah i mean so but because 3PO's memory has been wiped a few times and not... I mean, every time you wipe someone's or a droid's memory, I mean, some remnants may still be there, right? Possibly? I think it's almost setting it back to to, to base standards. But even going off that, then 3PO's kind of base programming would be a bit of a coward and <laughs> scared of experiencing new things. Those those quirks of personality are actually built into his core programming. I see, but that I don't I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you're if you're creating a droid, a protocol droid, why would you create a protocol droid with that personality? Like yeah. it's, if it's if it's just meant to be there to serve you and to serve to like translate and and do you know that kind of like um, those kinds of tasks, it makes no sense for them to be as afraid and as quirky and, 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 you know, as 3PO is, but what if his personality, like how he acts is because there is some sort of like, you know, thing still in him about all the stuff he's experienced. I mean, he's seen so many people die. He's seen so many things in his life that there is reason for him to be afraid. I've just thought of something. So this is what happens when we're having these conversations is every now and again, something will just pop into my head. And I've just remembered the story where C-3PO falls in love. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and it's heartbreaking. So it's from the So droids can fall in love now. Apparently. It's, you know, it's never stated. Let me get to it. Um, so it's from the original Marvel comics uh, uh-huh. set, set just before... Return of a Jedi, so this would have come out in maybe 82, early 83. Uh-huh. The, they're searching for uh, a couple of rebel spies who've managed to get tapes for the second Death Star, and they find themselves eventually on this planet. And they find the guy that they're looking for, and they find mm-hmm. his droid. And his droid is a female droid. She's a female protocol droid called Ellie. And uh-huh. it, eventually, essentially, she, she has to sacrifice her own life and blow herself up to help the rebels escape but her and 3PO have developed a relationship and there's one panel at the end and it's raining and it's just a close-up of 3PO's face where the rain's hitting him so it looks like he's crying 
and oh. it is heart-wrenching. Heart oh my god! <laughs> I, I will definitely share that share that panel um, with everyone. Yeah, it's, it's so so good, and that's um, oh. it's not often that the original Marvel series kind of veered into what you'd call adult storytelling. You know, they were very yeah. much kids' comics, but this particular comic arc really is that. And I remember reading that oh. as a kid, and that's always stayed with me. That's tragic. Oh, but yeah. that's so that that's that's really good. That's really smart. To, yeah, the, just the rain. Huh. That's yeah. I have to see that. That sounds <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, I mean, tragic and sad, but it's really interesting. But there's so many different types of droids, isn't there? There's so many different. Like we were talking about the characters in canon. So mm-hmm. like the other ones I could think of off the top of my head is BD One from Fallen Order. Again, it's a mm-hmm. unique mm-hmm. type he's of cute. character. I really he's cute. Yeah, he's yeah. really cute. Um, yeah. Obviously, IG-11 from Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. he's got a massive sort of Legends history anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's based on the IG-88 from Empire Strikes Back. Bounty Hunter. Let me let me give you a quick two-minute history of IG-88. So, Go, it. Go for it. The, the IG-88 kind of gained sentience... Now, this is all told in a short story. So he gained self-awareness. He was very mm-hmm. clear that he was a droid. Humans were inferior to him. He needed to procreate, essentially. So he took over the factory where he was made to build other versions of himself. So there was actually four or five RG-88s, like RG-88A, B, C, D. Okay. Uh, they got blown up in various ways or died in various ways, but essentially one of them found himself on the second Death Star, incorporated himself into the Death Star's computer system, so he was the Death Star. <laughs> okay. So it it was him firing the laser or allowing the laser to be fired at the Battle of Endor. <laughs> the Death yes. Star was going to be his way of taking over the galaxy. There's a great oh scene my... where he's mucking around with the automatic doors just to piss Palpatine off because he can't walk through the door <laughs> closing it in his face. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> That's great. And then, and then it, uh, I think he was, he was just about to kind of finish his master takeover plan when uh, the Death Star got destroyed. Wow. Wait. That's from the Tales of a Bounty Hunter short story collection. Okay, yeah, that sounds insane, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it, but that's insane. But then even the the IG class droid, that's been used in loads of different places. There was actually a Grand Moff who was an IG droid. Seriously? In in Legends, these are, this is from the, the Star Wars missions books. IG, no, sorry, Grand Moff 4HC. In, I don't think uh-huh. he, never appeared. he never appeared anywhere else because let's be honest, that's a uh-huh. silly idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. So I, I don't know much about him. I just know that's one of those things that, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... um, But then just because they were just sort of so randomly brought on like that, I mean, they, they didn't really spend a lot of time developing their personalities other than, I mean, I guess IG-88 would be the only one, it sounds like, in Legends, or... Oddly. Uh, I mean, you've got Droid throughout, so, um... Oh, bollocks. 
Trev, I think we agreed that this needs to be a PG thirteen podcast. So, like, hear me out, Jose. Can we? Can you tell me? Let's you, let's start you, again. Um, let's talk about me. other droids. I don't know what happened there, but let's just, <laughs> you, maybe you, you can you can bleep me. that or something. I said bollocks. So bollocks <laughs> is <Stop>. a droid. <laughs> bollocks is a droid that served with Han Solo. What? <laughs> Absolutely. That is the name of a droid. <laughs> that is the name of a droid. B O L L U X, just for anyone who's interested. And he's from the <laughs> from the Brian Daly Han Solo adventures back in the eighties. Oh man. And he he was like a big uh he was almost a labor droid and he had another droid that lived in his chest called Blue Max. He well, he had a droid that lived in his chest? Yep, so I don't know if you, in my head, I always imagine you might be a bit young for this. Uh, from the original Transformers cartoon, you had Soundwave and you had the cassettes that went into I mean, his I'm chest. I'm not that much younger than you. Just Yes, I, I know Transformers. <laughs> I used to watch Transformers cartoons. But that's what this always I was born, what, like six, eight years after you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bollocks and Blue Max, they used to hang around with Han Solo. And he's actually been recanonized in the Solo tie-in book, Tales from Vandal. Really? Yeah. And that book by Jason Fry, who I keep raving about, is essentially the barman telling loads of tall tales from this um this pub in Vandal that he's got. And he talks about this droid bollocks, but it's all with a pinch of salt. And he's kind of like, you know, I don't know if this droid is really real. It sounds a bit far-fetched. So he's, uh-huh. <laughs> he's ma- maintaining the legends aspect of it whilst kind of just yeah. throwing it out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I do kind of like the idea of just like the new canon stories, just trying to keep some of the legend stuff legends, like yeah. it, like legends within the world, you know, like it kind of, uh, I think it's kind of fun because then you can sort of, like even just like something like Plagueis, like, you know, that there's, there's a whole book about it and it can sort of fit within the canon stories. I mean, I'm going obviously non-droid here for a second, <laughs> but just the oh, fact but... that you can take that. Was that. Even he's got his own, not murder droid as such, has he? But he's got his own droid that he uses to help keep Darth Venomous alive. V- Venomous, yeah. Venomous, yes. yeah. So that's Palpatine's true. Got a long history of murder droids. <laughs> well, okay. So now we're now we're jumping into into Sith and the droids. So <laughs> let's just stay here for a second, actually, right? Because that was actually one question or one thing I wanted to talk about: their relationship of like the Force and droids. And especially how the Sith maybe use droids versus the Jedi. Because, I mean, the, the Sith seem to want to understand the Force, at least with, especially with Plagueis, right? Um, as a much more sort of like science-driven um, approach. And if I understand or remember correctly from some of the random research and readings <laughs> I've done, they the Sith were also trying to, you know, they would take... They could take their essence and put it into a mechanical body and survive that way. And then they would still be perhaps somewhat connected to the force because it was still like the a being within this droid. I, I can't think of any examples where that's worked particularly. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. I'm not yeah. as well versed in the old Republic era as I... I yes. Just- <laughs> um, but there's definitely 
there's definitely a history of the use of droids and droid armies in particular. I mean, it, mm-hmm. out of universe, in real world, the reason why we have a droid army in episode one is so George Lucas could show lots of things getting killed without yes. it affecting kids too much. <laughs> So that's the reason we have a me. droid army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it affected. I Mr. feel Bones bad for too. the droids being cut up and slashed and their heads being blown off. I feel bad for them. Oh, that takes me back to uh, Roger the battle droid, actually, because one of the episodes of Lego All Stars just shows him his consciousness. Obviously, gets put into a new droid every time, or his personality every time it got killed because there's like a hive mind. So it just get, shows him getting killed over and over again uh, from like the Battle of Naboo to Geonosis. Uh, <laughs> he, just, he just puts see, it down as like really bad luck. <laughs> no, see, that's... See, okay, so... But that's why I feel bad for them. Cause, and, you know, and it stays with them. Like, it has to... That has to affect their programming. There's no way that they can function normally if they can see themselves being like deactivated and killed or so many times. I mean, if... I mean, Especially, especially if the droids have developed some sort of personality slash sentience, like like a three P. Well, I, I think three PO is questionable, uh, but like a K two S O, and 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 other droids like that. I guess like if you go by like more sci fi, other sci fi um, movies and shows and such, like like Westworld, right? I, have you seen Westworld? I I haven't. No, I I'm I'm aware of it, and I. I think I may have seen the original Yul Brenner movie back when I was a kid, okay. but not much sticks with me. Okay, so people, if you're watching Westworld, haven't watched it, then this is a... I mean, you get to figure this out fairly quickly, but what happens is that um, you have... I mean, in, in within that world, you have what they call hosts, and these are basically androids or you know robots and that and they are within this theme park and they have preset programming that tells them what to do within a story um at the end of every sort of like cycle these robots are wiped clean and then they're brought back in into the theme park within the theme park humans are allowed to kill and do whatever they want with these robots right with these androids so after, you know, sometimes they're killed and revived and killed and revived the way that you're describing. Yeah. And, but some of these memories do stay or this, yeah, I guess let's call them memories, right? So, but some of this does stay within their programming. So every time that they're brought back in, they have some, something instilled within them about what happened to them in the past. And because of the repetition of these things, and that is how they start developing, um, sentience and how they start developing like independence from whatever their programming is so then that starts to like clash with that with the actual courses that they were programmed to do and the cycling and all that kind of stuff so so yeah so i mean like the idea being that that the programming can cannot take over everything because now these droids have a memory and once you have a memory then that you have some sort of a history that you can like pull from and then you can also have feelings and opinions about things because you now have more in your life than just whatever you know minutes or you know um or whatever your the droid's lifetime would be right so um they can pull from that and actually develop feelings and emotions and such 
which is not too dissimilar to what we're talking about, how droids within the Star Wars universe, like if we're saying that they develop personalities based on, you know, when they are being reprogrammed and then there's some glitches and stuff. And then that is how they start to be more independent. Then it seems to follow similar sci-fi rules. Yeah, they almost start with quirks of personality and grow from there. But one thing that I don't think exists in uh, Star Wars, like one of the inherent rules of science fiction always goes back to Isaac Asimov's rule of droids, because he was one of the first sci-fi writers to really explore the concept of robots. And that it's that whole thing of um, not being able to harm humans. And it's yes. kind of, that's... a a basic rule of robotics. I don't think that exists in Star Wars. <laughs> I think it can be I think it can be part of your programming, but I think yes. that programming can also be quite quickly overridden. Yes. In fact, so here's another random thought that just popped into my head. Did you know that there's a droid, an identical droid to C3PO? So the exact same model of um protocol droid that is an assassin droid called c3px no i only knew of uh of triple zero which from the afro comics but very very similar and uh he's from uh, the dark horse droid comics which again they're aimed at a, a younger audience but i think this would be in the calabra adventures graphic novel uh and he looks exactly the same as 3PO, except he's got a little dent in his forehead, I guess. And uh-huh. he has he has red eyes. <laughs> and there was a bit from the trailer for Rise of Skywalker when it came out, and you see 3PO with red eyes, yeah. and he's yeah. got Chewie's bandolier on him. And I was like, oh my god. Are they going to have <laughs> C-3PX in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> of all the deep dive legend pools they could have had. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have been very happy. <laughs> that would have but been a very random. Deep but there's a whole there. story where uh, there's a whole story where three PO gets mistaken for this assassin droid and ends up in the gladiator pit trying to defend himself. <laughs> oh wow, it's that's it's, that's funny. It's bonkers. Yeah, oh, well, should have saved that for the bad shit crazy book of the week. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If, I mean, I've... I've I've got stuff. Don't you worry. <laughs> um. Right, who else did I want to talk about that's worth mentioning? Um, oh, so, well, while you're on the topic of Westworld, obviously you've got they're very lifelike-looking robots, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. Even in... Yeah, they're meant uh, to look like humans, so... Yeah, um, but, but that exists in I, Star Wars too, because you've got the human replica droids. So they were introduced in Shadows of the Empire, so Prince Shizor has one called um, Guri, G-U-R-I, Um you know, she's perfect. You wouldn't know that she was a droid. She's so exactly like, the same as a human. Like data from Star Trek. Just like Well more like, it, like covered in synth flesh, you know, they can pass for humans. Unless uh, you so, actually took one apart. So or, Blade Runner replicant. Yes. Yeah, essentially. Are they are they aware that they are robots? Yes. Or droids. Yes. Okay. Except for Okay, now, in the classic Star Wars series from Dark Horse Comets, which collects the LA Times syndicated newspaper strips, <laughs> there's a droid. Uh, Luke ends up on Hoth, where he he runs into an old 
ex-imperial scientist who has a daughter and she is actually this is a bit of a retcon i think but she's actually a droid so she's one of his human replica droids because he'd lost his daughter and he recreated her via this droid and she actually believed she was his daughter i think that's how it went <laughs> what <laughs> okay <laughs> uh Frigia, i think her name was and that also then ties into uh, a one-shot comic with uh, Jix, who's also from the Shadows of the Empire mm-hmm. book. I can't remember the connection, but there's definitely... Anyway, that's... Yep. And So that, that's a thing. Human replica droids are a thing. <laughs> we haven't... But we and we definitely have not seen that in within the movies. I mean, as far as we know... How would you know? <laughs> that's, what I said, that's what I'm saying. I guess we, we haven't. Um, but then there's also but, the thing about um let's talk about so let's take luke skywalker's uh prosthetic hand for a second or the fact that yes anakin skywalker is more machine than man there's also that integration of machinery and droid parts into the human body yeah so, but then that those would be cyborgs yes yeah, so you've got um uh valance from the bounty hunter series that's out at the moment he came from mm-hmm legends and he's in legends he was depicted as pretty much being half down the middle left side Mm -hmm. robot right side human because he'd had a awful accident and he had a massive anti-droid vendetta no anti-droid or anti-human vendetta he he didn't like a lot of people um (laughs) it and then something about the way he saw luke skywalker treating his droids made him kind of reevaluate his life and save Luke from Vader and throw himself into some lava to destroy himself. Very similar to the end of Terminator 2. Oh, wow. <laughs> and obviously he's another, an- another story about robots taking over and such. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not a thing in Star Wars, really. I, well, what episode did we talk about the HK droids on? It must be the Mandalorian one. Where there's mm-hmm. a story about HK personality being woken up thousands of years after the Old Republic and then trying to spread his programming throughout the galaxy and some yeah. short stories related to Star Wars galaxies. Um, yeah, I'm just rambling here. I have no idea what the question is. No, was. I mean, I, I'm listening because I'm like, this. I don't know where you're going with any of this. But, this, this um, but no, but I, I something you probably that, should that I... Take uh, notes. Well, I'm... <laughs> but hold on. So... Um, yeah, I was just letting you go and see see where you you ended up at. However, I did um you talk you know if we're now diving a little bit into into cyborgs or borgs or you know the combination of of, of actual um of uh life forms with with mechanical parts. General Grievous, yes, being maybe one of the more extreme versions of that, where he is definitely more machine than alien or whatever he was before. He right? was a but- he was a Kalesh, Kalish. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a really interesting one. Because he, but he, so just just to state it, right? Like for anyone who doesn't know, he is. He would not be a droid, right? Like he, he was, or would he be now? I mean, I, I, I would classify him more as a cyborg because, or Borg. If we're if we're following the rules here, where we just dropped the first letter. 
Well, there's and it, then it becomes Star Warsy. There's there's very little of him left, and he was essentially he was he was targeted because he was a high ranking yeah. general. He was targeted for his. Um, I'm sure there's a better way to phrase it for, but how good at warfare he was, <laughs> you know, yeah, he okay. was specifically okay. targeted and turned into General Grievous. And there's definitely material that has him questioning whether he is the person he was mm-hmm. or whether it's just a, a reproduction of his personality. Mm. Which is interesting. You know, is he him? Does he have three free thought or memories or does he just have programming? See, now now you're just going into sheep of Theseus territory <laughs> and if something that has been already stripped and repurposed and whatever, like if it's still the same thing or not. Which a- if you haven't seen One Division go watch that because there's a <laughs> that's a little bit of a connection there too so other nerdy marvel things but uh um, well, there's a whole there's a whole blog post uh called the history of general grievous that was on the official site years ago that explores that a bit more was it on the official hmm. site or was it in insider magazine it, it was in one of them and it really kind of explored that a lot more whereas um the graphic novel general grievous is more about just him killing things it doesn't really dabble. But so, things. I mean, but what you're saying is that there is a pos- But I mean, because when we see him in the in the movie, right? I mean, he has his eyes are definitely like more organic. Like, he has organic parts in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, he has a heart. Yes. You know, Obi Wan right. shoots him in the heart. Right. So he is definitely not fully mechanical. No. But again, I think another thing that's implied without being outright stated is that. It's also it's like you talked earlier about that those Sith experiments to mm-hmm. bring consciousness. It's also mm-hmm. he's almost a proto Vader in that sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's definitely Sidious Ooh, well. seeing what is possible, or whether Sidious had foreseen that he was going to have to patch Anakin up really, <laughs> really, really well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of hinted at as well. It, yeah. There's a book, there's a graphic novel called Visionaries, which is it's lots of very short stories that were um, drawn by uh, like concept artists for the movies. Uh, mm. And they're really, really random tales. But there's a grievous one in that. And it's actually Cypher Dias's blood that's used in the transfusion during the transfer into the body. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that needs to... Cypher <laughs> There's we need we definitely need more information on Cyphodias and I, you know there's uh there was that recent episode on on the Living Force uh, for people that maybe haven't listened to that yet where uh, we, they were talking about trilogies and yeah. Wes said that he wanted a, a Cyphodias trilogy yeah. and that just like blew everyone's like mind off and they're like oh my god that would be excellent so yeah this would be a, awesome to have we get it in a bit in a Dooku Jedi Lost don't we where he's having all these visions and these headaches but. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to know a lot more about that. Yeah, well, and and just the idea of just kind of like, I mean, with what you're talking about too, and kind of bringing it back into the you know our topic as well. It's just that there, um, so triple zero, 
uh, from the Afro comics again. Uh, he has this idea that there's some sort of engine that if you or some some part or something or it has this theory that if you can have human blood running through it that then it would allow for a droid to connect to the force so it's not necessarily even just having like transfusion of like the the actual like um consciousness or or anything like that of of a, of a person or a force sensitive being but that maybe just having the blood of a life form running through the machinery then that could have give them access to the force and that's a, the theory of a droid, so it can be very faulty, but it's an interesting idea. So I've been saving this one. Do okay. you know there is a droid Jedi? <laughs> um, <laughs> In fact, well, there's, a, there's a, a whole group of droid Jedi called the Iron Knights. Oh, um, no. I, 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 on my research, I saw that term. And I figured that you might get into that at some point. So I purposely did not read anything about this because I wanted to let you explain it. And I figured it would be more interesting if I was coming in more blindly into these Iron Knights. So this is going to... The next couple of minutes are going to be a serious rabbit hole right now. Yeah, so let's do it. Let's do it. When we decided we were going to talk about droids, I knew I'd talk about Iron Knights eventually. And I knew this would lead on to a whole bag of things. Anyway, the Iron Knights were first introduced in one of the Star Wars missions books called The Monsters of Dweem. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's one of the, you know, kids sort of choose your own adventure books. Um uh-huh. and it's essentially a not very fleshed out character of a a droid that can use a force but calls himself the Iron Knight. Now, this has since been retconned into the fact that the it's a droid body, but it's being inhabited by a member of the Shard species. Now, the Shard were introduced in the old Western Games Adventure Journal. They are a crystal-based mm-hmm. species without bodies as such, you know, just a lump of crystal uh-huh. that could touch the Force and move its consciousness. So they're part of a hive mind at the same time. And these shard learned how to transfer their consciousness into droids' bodies, giving them mobility, movement, and still maintain their ability to touch the Force. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think they even play a part behind the scenes, all retcons mentioned after the fact, in the New Jedi Order, the war against the Yuuzhan Vong in Legends. Okay. But that leads me on to... So all of the uh-huh. retcons I just spoke about, about making sense of the whole Force-sensitive droid thing, comes from another blog post on the official site. So this is written by Abel Penner again, who I mentioned earlier, but it's written in-universe. So the title of this document is Droids, Technology, and the Force, A Clash of Phenomena. And it's all based on whether droids are sentient, whether they can touch the Force. But it's full of massive legends, deep dives. So I'm just going to rattle off some names that will mean nothing to you or most of the people who listen to this. 
But I'm saying this for the ones who pick up on the really yes. random things that we talk about. Wait, so so, so again, so this this was written as in universe. It's an in universe like, essay. Okay, and but and where was this published, or what 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 what's it, why it does was, it exist? It was published on the official site um, back when they had the hyperspace paywall. So it was for like for fan club members only that could access all this extra okay. content. Uh, a lot okay. of short stories and web comics and stuff were published behind this paywall back in the day. I Things see, like I this see. are available now, so I will post this in our Discord channel. But yeah. it was written by Tam Azur Jamin, who is the son of uh-huh. Day Azur Jamin, who was introduced in short stories back in the day, but eventually found his way to have a couple of mentions in main adult novels. It talks about droids reference, uh, droids talking about the Maker. It mentions K. Quadroma from the Knights of the Old Republic comics. It mentions Kligson, who we've mentioned before from the Marvel comics, who's a bit of a cyborg. Mm-hmm. It mentions, uh, I'm going to try and get pronounce this right, Impatagoras Brand from the Dark Empire comics, who's essentially half a body on a floating ball. Imagine Baby Yoda's pram with <laughs> the body from your waist up above it who's also a Jedi Uh Knight. Um, It mentions Zack and Tasha Randa from a Galaxy of Fear series. It mentions Jenna Zana Bohr from a Jedi Quest series. Lord Cronal, who was actually Black Hole in the old Marvel newspaper strips, but then got introduced in Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor. It mentions the Sri Rook from the Truce of Bakura, who we've spoke about, the ones who capture souls to put into droid bodies. And it mentions Uh the Eye of Palpatine, which we spoke about, which is where... Luke's girlfriend was trapped before she transferred her consciousness back into another body. It's full of proper, proper deep cuts. And I love it. Wait, 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 wait. So (laughs) actually, uh, no, now that you remind me of of Luke's girlfriend, uh, she lost her ability to connect to the Force, right? Yes. So she was, she connected to the Force, then she transferred her body to this this computer, right? And then she comes back out and then she's not connected to the Force anymore. She could only connect to the dark side. Mm. Mm. But she was in a human flesh and blood body when she came out of a computer. She wasn't in a droid body. Yeah, but I wonder if like she lost her ability when she was... I mean, I'm now you know, going way on the speculations and stuff, but I'm, I'm still trying to make sense of this whole idea of droids being able to actually connect to the Force or not. And if like... Um, so once she stops being within a life form, then is that why she lost the ability to connect to the Force? Or if it was because the new form that she was inhabiting couldn't connect to it? You know, like you know what I, you know what I'm saying. Like, how did she lose her ability? And is it, if it was just because when you start factoring in midi chlorians into this, it becomes a whole different thing. Because surely a droid can't have midi chlorians because they don't have blood. Unless what triple zero says is correct, and you can have blood running through, like powering up a droid. That could work. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we're seeing them explore and look into it in Mandalorian, trying to extract. Of course, yeah. The M because, counts. Yeah, because I, we we never really got to the bottom of that, did we? Whether they're using the blood in the Dark Troopers, it, was that established? 
or did we just not really find out what they wanted the blood for? Hmm. Well, I don't think we we know yet, but we did see some like clones and or something in in there, right? So they're they're trying to do something. And I mean, my my assumption is that they're. I, I mean, maybe we did talk about this in the in the Mandalorian episode, but that they're trying to figure out how to use it more properly in order to better host Palpatine's body that we see in Episode Nine. I of course is the whole um practice Snoke's thing, isn't it? <laughs> for, for... The dry runs. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but so I mean, like that's my idea. It's like probably something like that. But it would be interesting, right? That if if they're extracting midichlorians, that they are also using it to power up these droids. Although it's not like the droids that we saw. Um, what what were they called? The which ones? The dark troopers. The dark troopers. I mean, we don't. They're not necessarily connected to the force, though. No, no. So it wouldn't really even matter if they if they were using if they had midichlorians in them at, at at the moment. We could have force droids in the future the, episodes. The, the joy of doing these things, these shows on Zoom, is that every now and again I see little light bulb moments go off in Jose's mind, and his eyes widen up, and he's like, "Oh, I've just thought of something cool." <laughs> we can. <laughs> I mean. It will answer all of our questions that we're we're talking about right now. But we can finally have force droids. Let let's not forget Skippy the Jedi droid though. I'm sure I've told you about Skippy before. You have not talked of who's Skippy. Skippy is the R five D four droid from A New Hope, whose motivator blows so R two and three poop can go off from the Jedi oh. Sandcrawler together. But he. It's from an old Star Wars Tales comic, and I know there'll be a lot of love for Skippy the Jedi droid. He has a vision. He he has the force flowing through him, and he has a vision of what will happen if 3PO and R2 do not go off together. And he deliberately <laughs> self-sacrifices his own motivator chip so, that, so they can stay together as a team. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so that was... so. No, he can't. That's wait. That's legends, right? Still, yeah, yeah. That's not canonized. Okay, okay. Just making sure. I, I think not... I think he might have been hinted at somewhere. Uh, the, the source escapes me off the top of my head. Um, but I'm looking at time. We're we're coming up close. One more, one more section of droid life. I really want to introduce you to, which I think you'll appreciate. I know you're not okay overly well versed in legends um do you know what the new jedi order series books are about do you know of the yuzan vong war um i have heard of it i don't i, I don't know much about it so you so can... yuzan vong are a, 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 a species from outside of a galaxy that come into our not our galaxy the star wars galaxy wanting to take over and conquer very different outlook on life hate all droids mm-hmm. um they think droids are an insult to their gods and the creator. So as part the maker? of... Yep, essentially. Um, as part of our galaxy's fight back against the Yuuzhan Vong, you know, because it's a tough time. Loads of, pl- loads of people die. Planets get conquered. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando Calrissian develops the hunter droids, the Yuuzhan Vong hunter droids. So these are designed uh-huh. to look slightly like Yuuzhan Vong. Because he knows that will really piss him off, <laughs> annoy him in battle. 
and they're also uh-huh. designed to throw insults at the Yuzum Vong during battle in Lando's voice. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I that's just awesome. Think that's incredible. That's that is that is great. You use the mean... one thing that they hate against them in the most insulting way possible, just so they lose their cool. <laughs> And he just programs it with his own freaking voice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, and where is this? At? Where 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 is this from? That's from uh, the New Jedi Order series of nine so, Legends books. I, I don't think you're going to get through them anytime soon. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know there's a few. I mean, it's, like there's a few people that are going through them. I think isn't like Eric or something going through them uh, right er- now. Er- I don't... Eric bailed on them, much to my disappointment. Eric, I, I know you're listening to this. Um, he he jumped straight to a Legacy of the Fall series, and I know they're not for everyone. They're they're dark. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of fun in those books. Dark like good so that's good dark yeah dark, dark as in good dark dark as in the half the galaxy gets conquered and millions and Ooh. millions of people die it, it's it's the darkest star wars has ever got oh now you're speaking my language with 19 uh, books you say though mm. 19 19 <laughs> books i like i like everything else about it except the 19 number there this that's, is, that's a this, lot this is a series that starts with him dropping a moon on Chewie. Oh, I have heard of that. <laughs> yes. I assume he dies. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a moon. I mean, that's that's a, that's a big thing. How else are you gonna kill a, the family dog? It's. <laughs> I mean, you take him out to the yard and shoot him with a shotgun. I mean, that's usually the, <laughs> you know, historically how you kill a family dog. <laughs> anyway, I think we're running out of time. We haven't even <laughs> talked about um. L3 from Solo and her sort of droid rights agenda. Um, she's great. I love she's her. She's great. And I, I love the, the fact that, you know, as heartbreaking it is, it is having her integrated into the Falcon. It just brings a lot more emotion to it when you hear Han referring to it as her or, you know, sweetheart or, in, you know, in that with those sort of female pronouns, yeah. knowing that L3 is actually within there somewhere as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We haven't spoke about Vuffy Ra, which was Lando's droid back in Legends that actually mm-hmm. turned out to be part of a sentient being itself and not a droid. And oh, had a whole a whole family of weird droid sentient things. Uh, <laughs> we haven't spoke about Proxy, who's the droid from the Force Unleashed games. Who, uh, okay, uh, transforms into all the other characters through holograms, but as obviously some sort of solid light hologram, so he can fight as Obi Wan Kenobi as part of Starkiller's training. There's oh, okay, uh, there's lots we have haven't talked about. <laughs> well, I did say at the beginning of the episode that I, I had no idea where this was going to go because <laughs> it is a very very broad topic. It um, is. But I think, I mean, yeah, I think even L3 and just talk, I mean, we can have an episode about the Falcon even and just talk about like, you know, its features or, I mean, we can get into L3 that way as well. And, um, or we can have a video games episode and we can talk about the droids in there too. So oh, maybe we should that's... definitely have a video games episode. We should definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's just save that. Let's just write that on our, on our list and we'll cover that at some point. Um, because yeah, there's just a lot more droids to talk about. <laughs> but 
why don't we yeah let's let's just save some of those for future episodes and why don't we just go right into your batshit crazy book of the week man it's the batshit crazy book of the week now this was a hard choice there's there's so many i could have gone with yeah i I mean i (laughs) i bet (laughs) so but i've gone with the the star wars science adventures books so i'm gonna talk about these there's two books they're written for junior kids they're they're written by jude watson who went on to write the jedi apprentice books and jedi quest books came out in 99 Mm -hmm. um they are you know they they were in continuity at the time so 3po and r2 uh on their own separate mission they get stuck on a planet and in an escape pod and what these books aim to do is teach you about physics and laws of motion and gravity through lots of little diagrams throughout the book. It's like a science lesson through a story. And so I'm going to open amazing. up I'm going to open up a random page here which has got a uh, diagram all about centrifugal force and uh and spin. There's another one that they talk about how ships have to have a force pushed on them to change direction. There's things about weather. Capital F force. Yep. No, 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 not not capital F. Lowercase force. (laughs) There's there's things about weather and uh, how sunlight affects atmosphere, and like they get stuck in a a boat just as an excuse to talk about motion through water and how you'd have to apply pressure in certain ways. They're very, very, very odd. I mean, it sounds odd, but also kind of useful. Like, it's kind of like a fun way to have, like, kids learn about... I mean, I don't know how accurate it is now, but... (laughs) I'm guessing that was the intention. I'm not sure how well they achieved it. So, again, I'm opening a random page here, and it talks about the first law of motion and Uh how gravity affects things throughout a story as well. Very strange. strange. Star Wars is a very varied place yeah no definitely need to share share some of that stuff in there um so that we can uh i mean and also a page or something at least so that we can see what kind of what it is that we're talking about because i'm also curious to see that yeah i absolutely Uh, all right so uh trevor is uh is that it for for today should we just go into some housekeeping pretty pretty talked out (laughs) All right, man. Well, before we're done, let's just do our housekeeping and, and remind our listeners that, you know, we do want your feedback, suggestions, and questions. So you can use your phones or computers to record yourselves asking us uh, anything, and we can play it in one of the future episodes. Or you can just send us a question on Discord. Um, Trev, uh, what's uh, what's coming up next on the queue? So our next episode is going to be about squadrons. Again, we're going to leave that one fairly vague. Who knows where the conversation is going to take us. And then after that, mm-hmm. we're going to do a deep dive into everyone's favorite, Grand Moff. And not the droid I mentioned earlier, uh, but Tarkin. That's right. All right. Thanks, Trev. So that's that'll cover it for today's episode. We will be providing links and pictures to the books and random crazy things that Trev mentioned today, including that one random uh, article 
that was written in universe, right? Yeah. Because that yep. sounds like an interesting thing that people might want to breathe through. And of course, you're a batshit crazy book. And so people can learn about science through Star Wars, <laughs> even though Star Wars is space fantasy, not science fiction. But let's just, why not learn about science through it? Um, that will all exist in our Discord that I mentioned earlier. So if you haven't uh, joined our Discord, please go to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button right on that page. Once you're in there, you can find me and Trev uh, hanging out. My name is Joxie in there or some variation of that name. You can also follow me on Twitter at djoxie. That is T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I. Trev, where can people find you? I am at Davy Todd on Twitter and yeah, just hanging around in the Discord. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. And that's it. Radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.